You're now listening to Churchy Life with Church Funny. Every week, we're bringing you fun conversations with real Christians from every walk of life. Make sure you visit churchylife.com for more. Welcome to Churchy Life, the podcast with Church Funny. This is your host, Damon Collins, the creator of Church Funny. I want to thank you for checking out this episode. Today, we have a special guest. She is a marketing and branding strategist. She's the coach to many. She does a whole lot of awesome things. And I, I like that I see her just posting all kinds of free information for people to figure out their branded strategy and stuff like that on Instagram. She's just a dope person in general. Welcome to Mill Curtis. To Mill, say what's up to the people for me, please. Hey guys. Hey, it's good to have you on here. It's good to Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's good to see you. I see you on Instagram all the time, but it's good to almost pseudo meet you face to face. It's <laughs> it's good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and so, you know, the Churchy Life podcast, we go through, we talk about your church experience, your church life. Uh, give a shout out to like your home church. So I don't even know if you grew up in church like I did, I'm assuming, but it, you could not have. So give a shout out to, let's talk about like your church experience and the way you kind of came up. Well, listen, I'm a church baby through and through, Amen. and I'm what we would call a mutt okay. where I'm from. And what that means is it's a, a wide variety of backgrounds. Okay. So my mom side of the family Baptist, um, Rayful Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago. Um, family is one of the founding families of the church. They're still there. Um, I have a 98-year-old auntie that's still kicking that's awesome. and still there every Sunday. Um, but then my father's side of the family were Kojic. Okay. So it was very integrated, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so I was introduced to church world kind of typical like everybody else my grandmother was apostolic Mm -hmm. you know so that's why i said i'm a mutt depending on what day of the week and who i was (laughs) with that's what we did so you know i did everything from um running around sneaking downstairs into the kitchen at the missionary baptist church to eat some chicken when i knew i shouldn't had it to you know literally being at church all night for um a shut-in oh, or yeah. a revival and doing your homework on the bench oh, yeah. and, you know, different things of that nature. So I am a church baby through and through. And I think it was that, um, that type of melting pot that helped me progress mm-hmm. with my personal theology to understand, yeah, some of this stuff is kind of man-made. I want to dig a little deeper. I want to find out what's what. Right. And lo and behold, you have me today. Yeah. And it's funny. You, so you, basically got no reprieve throughout the week. I mean, some people who, like I grew up Church of God in Christ, we were at church all the time, um, all throughout the week and stuff like that. But I'm sure that on the days that you might have had off, there was some other service (laughs) going on with all the different... With another family member. So Oh, that's rough. (laughs) And then, you know, it was church kept you out of trouble, per se. And so in the neighborhood that I grew up in, if you were smart or you were considered um, churchy, the streets wouldn't let you in all that easily. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, th- it was always that thing of going, but we still had a real tight community. So it was nothing to play alley football or, you know, basketball in the crates and different oh, wow. things of that nature. Um, it's a much different world that I grew up in in Chicago than what Chicago is today. Oh, yeah. It's funny because it, it sounds similar to our group. So I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Um, and it was okay. a very similar thing. Lots of gangs and stuff like that. Lots of drug dealing going on. Um, and it w- I guess there was a little bit of, you know, them knowing that you were like churchy. You, you know, you went to church and stuff like that and they didn't bother you. The other side of it was my brother 
um, he was in the streets with them, <laughs> my, my oldest brother. So they knew not to mess with Ted's brothers or Ted's, you know, siblings Absolutely. and stuff. So people didn't really mess with us that way. Or even just mess with our house. You know, people's houses would get tagged up and whatever, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were protected on both sides from, from God and protected by my brother, and, you know. So that was absolutely it's what i call when the blood of jesus meets the blood of the street that's right. honey you covered <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's what's up um i still haven't been to chicago i was just telling a friend i need to get down there here there's some good places to eat have not it's still a be- it's still a beautiful city it's still a very churchy city okay. um and so it just depends on like what time of the year that you go yeah. um and pretty much what neighborhood or what area you're going to, right. but there's still some amazing, beautiful places in the city of Chicago. But that God just told me not so. That, <laughs> that's not the will of God for my life to live. There. No, that's cool. So where are you at now? So where are you at now? And like, what church I are you at now? I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. All right. Um, yeah, I am in Atlanta. I haven't joined an actual church home yet. Okay. Um, again, being a church baby and my, um, godfather who pretty much raised me is a pastor. Okay. So I'm a PK kind of by default. Yeah. So, um, I've done everything that there is from being a drummer, Okay. you know, filling in, um, choir director, nurse, church administrator, youth pastor, executive pastor, pastor of worship, mm-hmm. you know, and you just... You get tired. <laughs> yeah, no, you know? I, so I understand. When I uh, when I moved here, it'll be two years in um, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yo, I need a break." So there are a couple of churches where I will go and visit um, and that type of thing. And then if I'm in town, because right. a lot of times I'm gone on Sunday, so okay. it, it's been working out. Yeah. thus far. No, I understand because I same thing. I grew up, you know, doing a lot of singing. Uh, praise and worship choir directing lead and all that stuff um and once you move and transition like i am about to take a nice break especially if you go somewhere and nobody knows you um it's hard for me to go i almost say anywhere i almost say anywhere in california <laughs> and california is pretty big <laughs> but right and i will always see i will always find somebody that knows me and thinks that i'm supposed to be singing or doing something i'm like i don't want to do anything i i'm in i moved to texas about a year or so ago, um, and I just mm-hmm. started visiting a church out here. I'm walking down the hall, taking my kids to um, children's church. It's my like, Damon, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh. <laughs> and see, like, uh, I come to expect people to know who I am. Right. Um, my mom is already on out, so my dad, being that he's a pastor, and um, he's the second oldest record label behind Ty Scott and Bishop Ty Scott, okay, L. Wow. King Records. So, when I say I grew up in this, I grew up in this. I grew up in the music yeah. world. So it's very rare. And I'm talking about uh, when I was traveling with Disney, I was in Spokane, Washington, of all places. Mm-hmm. And there was a Kojic church um, that wasn't that far from where we were staying. So, you know, some of us decided to go. And as soon as I walked in, they were like, Lady Tamil, you're here. <laughs> I'm in Spokane, Washington, where the populace of black folks are like 2%. How does anybody know who I am? So it's very hard for me to go somewhere. So that's been the other thing, too, because, you know, people will know that you're in the area sometime and start pulling. And I'm like, ah, bro, I'm good. Like, I can come on Sundays. And like I said, if I'm out of town, then, you know, there are different churches that I love 
online that I get a chance to go and, and fellowship with and that type of thing. So it's pretty cool. I think what I found that saves me, well, every once in a while, is if I go somewhere with somebody who I know knows more people than me. And that's usually Gerard Bonner. If I'm anywhere with Gerard, I can take a break. <laughs> because it's like, hey, it's Gerard. I'm like, Everybody you, knows Gerard. Yeah. Everybody knows. Like, it's so weird. I'm I'm part of the original BRC crew. Okay, cool. Um, when he first launched bon- Bonafide. And um, I tell him all the time. I post it all the time. There are some amazing relationships right. um, that have been consistent. I think this is year nine, almost it's 10. Almost, it's about to be 10, yeah. Yeah, it's about to be 10. So there are some consistent, real, personable, like in a core friendships that I would was able to develop because of being in that BRC chat room. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was 4.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Because at that time, I was living in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. So I would be up at 4.30 in the morning in the BRC chat, clowning with everybody else. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Gerard Bonner. He's he's the man. For yes, real. sir. And shout out to the BRC. I think I met him on the same thing on in the chat room years ago. Um, I don't remember who told me about the station, but then I ended up helping with um, the the team. And I, I redid their website. And so all the stuff that you see on there is like stuff that I worked on or whatever. But that's been like years and stuff cool. now. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it's funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's out there in Atlanta. You go into his church, you go to visit him? No, we I because of the, the time that his church service starts, uh-huh. usually I'm done. Like here the earliest service starts at six forty five. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I can go to a sunrise service and by eleven o'clock I'm back in the Always like every Sunday sunrise services? That's that's interesting. Sunrise anywhere between six forty five or seven, seven thirty in, in the morning is what time they start. Oh wow. And yeah, by eleven o'clock. And it's about to be football season. Oh, Listen, look. I need you to understand. <laughs> I will be at Alpha Service, Sunrise Service, whatever they call That is funny. And I will be home with my hot wings and in front of the television, I'll be the game guy he is. <laughs> and then all the earth can keep silent while I'm watching football. That's funny. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about a funny church story. So you've been in church all of your life. You have... Um, like you said, mm-hmm. you're a mutt. you got every denomination wrapped around you. So you've been in every kind of service probably and seen just a little bit about of everything. So let us know if you have something funny, something interesting, something weird. Okay, so um early in my ministry career, I was twenty mm, I think twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven. And um I had to be twenty seven because I was on the road and uh, somebody found out that I was in ministry and wound up talking and sharing. And it was like, oh my God, we want you to come to our church and minister. Okay. Um, we think you'll be a perfect fit. I'm like, yeah, cool. So um, I've been privileged and honored to be around some of the world's greatest African-American preachers, no matter what denomination. So for me, I was a little cocky. <laughs> you know, I knew I could hold my own. And so I go to this church and I'll never forget that um, I was preaching about trouble being in your praise. Mm-hmm. And we were like walking through Judah and Judah mean, meaning praise and different things like that. Okay. And I mean, I had my manuscript ready and everything was good. Right. right? right. So I was like, you know, just thinking, oh, we're going to demonstrate this. The whole time I had really paid attention to the crowd. Right. Oh Lord. So it got good to me and that thing. And I think I was hitting like a low key hoop. And I said, I need you all to Shabbat the Lord. And when I looked out, all I saw was people just mouthing like, 
And then it dawned on me, Tamil, the, the ministry is predominantly deaf people. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, wait. So I'm, I'm used to sign language Lord, in just... church. Right? <laughs> so I'm used to, you know, someone being on the side of the stage signing. That was, you know... Yeah, and they were on both sides. So it just and seemed like, oh, that's nice. They have that's normal, on the like side. what cool. I'm Love used it. to. Yeah, no, and I'm like, come on and shabak the Lord, yeah. And I didn't hear anything, and I look and I see the people motioning and doing and oh, nothing. No, no. <sighs> oh, that's <laughs> I just I can't. I can't even. I just. I'm. I'm still. Tra- I realize I'm still traumatized by that. I'm traumatized like, right now. <laughs> and yeah, and at that point, that was probably one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had as a preacher. And I was like, God, I will never take my gift or your anointing for granted ever oh, Lord, again. That is hilarious. Well, I, I yeah. want to say it's hilarious. <laughs> And it always, oh, oh. it's beyond hilarious. It was humiliating. It was embarrassing. Um, How did you yeah. recover from that? Like, what was, what did you do after this? Because I don't understand, like, did you say- Well, I, I kind of, I think quick on my feet. So after kind of like this um, small breakdown where they thought I was in praise, but I was literally bent over on the podium, like, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh my God. I came back and so I started dealing with more of the expressions of praise. Right. Okay. And how um, praise is universal. Okay. So even if you don't have a voice, you have a voice. Um, Even like I. You have to turn that thing around. Shifted. (laughs) And I completely came off the paper and the manuscript. And so, yeah, I, I stopped. In a sense, I stopped being crippled by a manuscript. But at that point, I really learned how to ask questions. What kind of church is this? What kind of service is this? What's going on? What's happening? And that is my funniest. Because, like, as you're, I'm just all I'm thinking about is somebody else. Somebody, I can't hear y'all. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me because that's typically what somebody. And that's that's typical. (sighs) That was about to be my response. Exactly. You know, and we we joke, and I absolutely, you know, crack jokes about um not having the the new age Holy Spirit, but actually having the Holy Ghost. Oh right, okay. And I tell you, I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost because He kicked in, and instead of me going that right, right, is when I looked. And I mean, the people were doing it. Yeah, yeah. It just was nothing audibly yeah. that was coming out of their mouth, which oh, is the whole point of shabaking. So that, yeah, yeah, that is wow. That's mm-hmm. that's one for the books. That is, yeah, you. That is that is all to meals. Yes, like. <laughs> oh wow! That's my. That's, that's awesome, and hilariously <laughs> sad. Um, yeah. But wow! Yeah. Come on, somebody! I know y'all. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking to me. I know I'm preaching mm-hmm. good, like uh Yeah, I got out of the whole needing amens. I think that's what broke me from the whole turn to your neighbor. Oh boy. Like right. that one experience yeah. completely transformed my style and my delivery. Well maybe we need to get some other uh ministers who will just Listen. and you know, sneak attack them. Just oh yeah, we got you. Just I mean, they didn't sneak attack you on purpose, but you know, do the same thing. Make it part of their training. 
make it part of seminary where they have to. I think to, it would be an epic sale. Yeah, no, but maybe it would turn some people around the same kind of way. This is true. This is true. I'm going to suggest that to the, the Council of Bishops. I don't know who I'm going <laughs> to suggest. <laughs> I, listen, I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy to have that experience. Like, it, it takes some adjusting to that. But like I said, I think quick on my feet anyway. So it was like, how can I flip this and actually make the best of this moment right. for everybody involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wound up, it wound up being good. I actually, I've gone back there um, since mm-hmm. they, they invited me back, but I was better prepared. Right. Yes. Well, it sounds like you recovered well. So that's what's up. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to our next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor and that's churchydate.com. Churchy Date is the best new Christian dating site where the goal is to connect single Christians through faith, laughter, and love. It's got all the features you'd want on a dating site, plus some really fun and churchy questions to make sure there's no unequal yokes, a man being formed. <laughs> so while other dating sites cost around 30 bucks a month, Churchy Date's premium membership is only $5 a month, and they've even got super discounted six-month and yearly plans. Register and create your profile for free, on churchydate.com and use the promo code Churchy Life to try a premium membership out completely free for one month. Go ahead, browse for your sanctified boo at churchydate.com. All right, so let's get into this next segment called the Holy Hot Seat. And the Holy Hot Seat is where we hit you with some random rapid fire type of questions just to gauge your levels of holiness and sanctification to see how much mm-hmm. you really love the Lord in your real life. Amen. Okay. You ready? Oh, I almost felt that. Almost. almost. I almost gave you something to feel. It's almost. almost. See? <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, you know, here, so here's a good one. And I've been asking everybody this one. And it's a two-part question. What was okay. the best part and the worst part about growing up in church? The best part was the music. Okay. Um, And, and being around so much musical talent. Yeah. All the time, and it was the norm. Oh, yeah. Um, Chicago has some of the most amazing choirs, quartets, solo artists, wow. musicians. Um, you see the influence of Chicago musicians everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was great. And I think that was the thing that get, actually gave me my love to work in the music industry, per se. Okay. Is because of the music. So it was nothing. T- I remember when Kurt Franklin first came out with the family. Oh, wow. You know, um, I remember Yolanda coming to, you know, Chicago before she, you know, really blew up and different things of that nature. So you get to develop something where you can really appreciate the music. So yeah. th- that was always the best thing for me um, to this day. Um, and I know it's not that it's necessarily founded on music ministry, but. There are some amazing preachers out here. So if the music ministry oh, yeah. is captivating, then you got me. Like I'm there. absolutely. Um, I think the worst thing was um, I grew up in a family that, even though it was kind of a mutt situation, um, holiness seemed so unattainable. Mm, mm, right. Yeah. So like the old people when they would testify, the older saints when they would testify, you, you never saw the struggle. You never heard about the struggle. Right. You never heard about the challenge. And so I literally felt like this thing called holiness was something that I would never obtain. Mm, that's a good point. And it took me, and mind you, I started full-time ministry when I was 15. Okay. 
I say that first decade of ministry, um, I had the method of it. Mm -hmm. I I knew what ministry looked like. I knew what it felt like. I knew what it was supposed to sound like. Um, I knew how to do this, that, and the other. But I really wasn't living a nickel worth a dime Mm -hmm. um, because of just this seems like it's so far out of reach. And um, I even got to a point where I had said to hell with church. Mm, And um, God loved me so much that he opened the door for me to be able to travel with Disney's The Lion King um, tour. And it was in that place of coming from feeling like this is just a facade. um, It's never going to happen or whatever. I, I started experiencing the love of God and God's grace in such a capacity that I understood why I grew up like I did because it's given me such a compassion and um, empathy even for people that they didn't get it like I got it. You know, they, they didn't wear church clothes all the time. They, you know, they don't understand praise. They don't even understand the different dynamics and rituals and protocols and stuff of church. So, so it took that kind of like distaste um, or that um, feeling like something just never would happen, right. no matter how much I had faith that it would or whatever, that it just, it really made me who I am. Yeah. So it literally the worst thing in a sense became the best thing because it was the eye opener for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Of really understanding, you know, and I tell people all the time, you really want to understand God's grace until you need it. Yeah, yeah. And God knows I needed it because I was a wretch undone, honey. I'm talking about a filthy <laughs> shampoo rag, okay? Wow. So, yeah. No, that's that's funny. And it's kind of one of the big, um, I guess, motivators behind what I do with Church Funny and Churchy Life and, and what I'm working on is to just kind of show that, you know, being holy and living a separated life doesn't mean you don't have a life and nothing is fun. Everything's Absolutely. just sanctified and holy. And you, because like you said, you didn't see that stuff. You didn't see the struggles or even like some of the funny things. You didn't get to see like you any balance it. or, you know, perspectives yeah. outside of just, you know, we just trusted God. And, the, and yeah, it was, it's interesting. So I'm, I, and see, that was the thing of the month. Like I had balance, you yeah. know, I, I've, I've seen the rent card parties. Okay. I've, <laughs> I've seen, you know, the the cookouts and everybody was smoking and had their drinks, but they, you know, was still listening to James Cleveland on the jukebox. Like, I've I've seen that aspect. You know, I had friends that were not allowed to participate in sports because of that degree of holiness. I I played sports. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to the movies and then because of, of how my mom is. You know, it was nothing for us to go to the museum of science and industry or the art museum right. or, you know, different things like that to really experience Broadway. Oh, yeah. So even the experience that I had, it was so different. Like I would hear the conflicting stories when my granny and my mom would get into it. You know, <laughs> my grandma was like, no, that's not God. And my mom was like, well, you you and your guys stay over there because we have this space party tonight. You know, right. so. <laughs> I got a chance to see it all and just able to, you know, see what I needed to take from it and what I needed to just leave on the table. Yeah, that's cool. That's what's up. Oh, here's a good one. All right, what's your favorite? Okay, hold on. You just moved to Atlanta? Like? Um, It's been recent, yeah. Okay, so this is going to be a two-part question, too, because you just moved. Okay. Favorite after-church spot to eat? in Atlanta and then in Chicago. Favorite after church spot to eat in Atlanta is called Big Daddy's. Okay. It's a soul food restaurant. 
Um, and when I tell you it's somebody's big mama in that kitchen that got fat back arms that <laughs> swing, that makes that potato salad and that does them smothered pork chops and they have turkey and dress and they have jerk wings no. and that's what I'm gonna have for dinner tonight. Thank you You're so much for that motivation. <laughs> Um, but that's, that's probably one of my favorites if I'm not going out to brunch because brunch is really big here. Okay. Um, so, so people love to brunch and you know, those are kind of a little more maybe buffet stylish yeah, yeah. and you know, the mimosas and things. Um, Chicago, it would just really depend on the mood because we have so much great food. So if you want to sell food, you'll go to Izola's. If you want it, just some chicken, you will go to Harold's, of course. So it just depends on what was what. If I didn't cook, because a lot of times I cook. Yeah. So if I don't feel like cooking, then yeah. I got you. But definitely here is Big Daddy's. Oh my God. It's amazing. All right, cool. That's what's up. Let's see. What's your favorite non-churchy pastime? My favorite non-churchy pastime is video games. Oh, yeah? What kind of games? Any of them. I can live in an arcade. Oh, wow. Like, I need stock in Dave & Buster's. <laughs> I like Dave & Buster's. For real. Dave & Buster's, but um, like I like little like old-school type arcades where you can find old games yeah. that are still Fox shows, Centipede, Pac-Man, that type of thing, or it's new stuff like Arctic Thunder mm-hmm. or um, Jurassic Park or something like that. Yeah. But my favorite would be video games. That's cool. I love that stuff. I play stuff on my phone most of the time. I can't play as much as I'd like to because then I wouldn't get any work done. Anything that. Yeah. Yeah. So like on my phone, I have, it's a, um interactive game called Legends. Oh yeah. Um, I play Legends, I have Diner Dash, and Viola's Quest. Like, those are my three on my phone, like, lying down. Of course, I have Need for Speed, mm-hmm. a racing game. Like, I'm, I always want to, And I don't drive. Ain't that At all? So, Just no driving? I was a bad kid. So, <laughs> yeah, no. I got in, in, in trouble, like, the type of trouble where you go to jail and have to stand in front of a judge trouble oh. and by the time i was able to get my license i didn't need it anymore no. I was like, oh. so yeah no but i love to drive video game driving so yeah yeah my favorite stuff is just like the old school um what they call side scrollers like super mario sonic yeah um, stuff like that anything that involves just like punching uh fighting games Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, that stuff, and then racing games. I love like any racing game too. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, cool beans. Well, we gotta get a, a a session or something going. I say we do it. That's, that'd be cool. I'm down. The only thing I play now is Marvel Contest of Champions on my phone. It's a fighting game. You accumulate tons of characters. I think my best friend does that, and you can see like all the different characters based upon the movie. Like you change their their outfit or whatever. Like um, Scarlet. Is like a redhead, but she can be blonde. Right, and then right. She has the Avengers, and then she has the. Is it that one? No, that that's a different one. And I tried to play that one, um, but I had already been so heavily invested in the one I was playing than the new one. Okay. It was it was just so much stuff happening. I was like, I can't, I can't even keep up. But yeah, it was it was cool because you could, like you said, you could change the characters based on their movie costumes and you all this stuff. You can change the character, yeah, based upon the movie or the comic. Yeah. Because um, I know the one that he has, it actually upgraded, where it's finally acknowledging the fact that Storm is an Omega Ten. Oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. Hold Mutant. on. Hold on a second. Because you're talking some real big comic book stuff right now. Don't don't do this to I, me. <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you. Don't you know. 
we 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 deal we deal with that around these parts. Okay, because we'll have to have a whole a whole other conversation. I've been a comic book nerd for my entire life, but yeah, I love comic books. Love make mine Marvel is one of my favorite slogans. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you got me. (laughs) I am impressed. We'll talk a little bit more about that off offline or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I can go on for a while with the comic book stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, we're still doing the rapid fire. Okay. Uh, if the spirit hits you just right, which one are you? Are you dancing in the aisles? Are you falling over crying? Are you throwing your hands up? Are you doing laps around the church? None of the above? All of the above? What are you doing? I'm a dancer. All right. Like, um, and it, it's just part of my testimony. In, in uh, 2007 is when I was properly diagnosed with a condition called trigeminal neuralgia. Like, I mm. actually thought that the doctor was speaking in tongues. Sounded when he like said it. it to me, you know, so when he said it, I'm in pain, but I was like, oh, you felt it, you know, after like, what is this? <laughs> um, so, so I have, um, extensive nerve damage in all three of the trigeminal nerves on the right side of my face. Oh, wow. Right. So th- there are days that I have, um, it almost looks like stroke, like symptoms, um, neuropathy issues. And so, um, it got to the point that I could not walk or talk. Oh, wow. And so um, as I begin to like learn how to walk again, talk again, and that type of thing, um, I was kind of like pretty determined to get back in my heels and all of that. So I am a dancer right. personified. If I run, you know, not that, that I feel like it's me or that I'm all that, but if I ever take off running... I think that's when, like, the biblical thing of how they talk about when Peter walked past and the shadow was, like, slaying the people. Yeah. (laughs) The church is going up if I run, okay? And not that I can't run, but just for me to run in church, yeah, no, that means that God just literally was like, it's a million bucks waiting in your bank account or something of that nature. Um, And I'm a huge crier now, um, which I've never been one for a lot of public emotion yeah but the older i've gotten um i've be- i've become very emotional so and worship can be so amazing when it's authentic moments right. and i'll lose it yeah. like i'm done for so but so that would be the the order would be dancer one um crier two runner three and if i get slain or i'm flipping over Choose Jesus is soon to return, so everybody <laughs> would just need to repent and give their life back to God. Wow! All right, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, this was awesome. It was really great to have you on here. I really appreciate you doing the show with me. Thank you for asking. Me. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media, online, where they can um, find anything about about you what you got going on so listen if you guys want to continue on the journey with your girl lady tamille um i have a universal tag online and it's it's lady tamille i-t-s-l-a-d-y-t-m-i-l so that's it's lady tamille on instagram on twitter on snapchat um even if you put it in on facebook you will find me um if you're ever in need of anything as it relates to marketing um media information music information you'll find it there um you also can check out my new coaching and consulting agency which is the it's lady to meal agency and that's www.itsladytomeal.agency i got real fancy on you guys all right, for that one. all right um and we're getting ready to launch uh next month actually the digital marketing aspect of that so okay. we're dealing 
very strong with um, branding, um, content development, and social media with people. That is awesome. That's what's up. We'll put all that information in the show notes. So anybody who's interested can click right over to find you, your services, everything you Yay. got going on. Yeah, of course. Once again, this has been great. You were dope, and I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, we'll see you all next week. Thanks. Coming. For full episode information, show notes, and links to anything discussed on this episode, visit churchylife.com. For feedback and guest suggestions, email churchfunny at gmail.com. If you love what we're doing, show your support with a positive rating and review on iTunes. Please don't forget to subscribe and share Churchy Life with your friends and family.